Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast like we didn't miss a beat. So I have been wanting to come back on here and say lots of things for lots of time. Uh, If you didn't know, because I never announced it here, I only quickly announced it on uh, my Instagram account, Liz Without a Pillow. I just took a seven-month sabbatical off of social media, and let me fucking tell you what it has done (laughs) for my mental health, seriously. Um, I I had a girls' weekend this weekend uh, with four of my best girlfriends from childhood and high school, and... It came up in conversation today, this concept of, thank you, Erica, saying the right thing and how, like, when you're with people you love, there is really, like, love and trust and can be yourself with. There's no pressure to say the right thing. But it certainly helps when you do say the right thing, right? Um, but it got me thinking about how how that is relevant right now in my situation, saying the right thing, how I'm afraid to not say the right thing. And I realized that it's, you know, partly a result of our generation, of our time. It's it's the life and times of now. It's the life and times of social media. And so to not say the right thing means you're canceled. Um, and in COVID times, um, to not say the right thing Uh, it's just not acceptable, right? Like you can't have a different belief than me. How dare you? You entirely are wrong. Um, And I've been thinking about how the right thing for anybody is to just be themselves, but how important being yourself, but like, a good version of you how important that is so not just you (laughs) you but better um and so i've been reading this book called the happiness project by gretchen rubin she also has a podcast the happiness project um but in this book she explores for one year every month a different um goal so for january it was uh like exercise i think she had to exercise like 10 minutes a day um for february it was like be loving and she had to like just be so loving for a whole month and it was all of these so for for several months she uh explores and she researches different ways to be happy and then for one year she she creates um you know a list of resolutions for herself that she will accomplish each month of the year or one resolution that she will accomplish each month of the year. And so then she writes this book based on her experience with the happiness project, her happiness project. And in it, she talks about how 
we need challenge. We need the appropriate amount of challenge in our life. We need an appropriate amount of growth in our life in order to be happy. And it's just one of like a dozen or so themes in the book that she talks about throughout. It's like one of the threads that weaves the whole book together. And we no matter how like joyful life may be at any given moment to have like a long sustaining happiness like that isn't just one you know one thing happening in your life it's like an ongoing growth it's an ongoing challenge and then accomplishing that next challenge and and proceeding to create a new challenge for yourself and how there's a lot of research about that being you know a way a contributing factor to happiness and so being yourself and i referenced this in my first or second blog post ever um back when it was just in type uh lizwithoutapillow.com i think the domain still exists um but I put like a gif of the mom from Ryan Reynolds' mom from Just Friends. Be yourself, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. (laughs) But like be yourself, but better. And so I've had a lot of signs recently for me to come back. I'm feeling the pull, the call to come back. And now might not be the best time because it's the Christmas season. So it's winter. It's my winter where I will winterize. And normally I take a break during December and January because I need a little, um, I need to go inward a little bit. But I have been feeling this call and and I think... I think it's right. I think it's the time. I think the time is right. I think seven months off social media was really great for me to get to do all of the introspection that I needed um, and to feel comfortable talking to you guys again um, and, and, and exploring in my own life again. I think for a little while it was too hard to explore inward with how much terrible awful, (laughs) horrible things were happening outwardly uh, all of the time. And it was really hard to, um, to talk about it. And it's still hard to talk about it. It's not easy to talk about. Um, But I've had these signs to come back and um, this this comment this morning about saying the right thing really um, got me to to look back at my notes that I've been making over the course of the last few weeks as I've been, you know, wanting to come back and record something. Um, And here we are. So being yourself, how important that is to be yourself and how important it is to have a community where there's the ability to have discourse and to say the wrong thing and to disagree and not just cancel one another how important that sense of community is to know that you will still be loved and also and also some personal responsibility to not be unbearable so that like both you are accepted and loved no matter what but also 
Don't be so terrible that nobody wants to be around you. Because in order for us to be a community, right, we all have to give a little bit. Like what's in Moana? Moana, make way, make way. Something, something, something. Um, Like we take the coconuts from the trees. Everybody knows their role. Like this is how we have a functioning society is like we all give a little bit and we all get a little bit. And no, our society does not run as well as a, a traditional Hawaiian um, society. Our, our society doesn't run as well as most previous human civilizations, I think. Um, and, you know, it's clear that we are, we're obviously much bigger than any human civilization until this time. This is the most populated the planet has ever been. And so therefore, yes, statistically, there's going to be more people who are crazy there are going to be more murders there's going to be more um you know mental illness and stuff like that but it also comes down to taking care of ourselves and a little bit of that personal responsibility i'm sorry a lot of that personal responsibility has been lost in translation over the last hundred years or the last 20 years it's hard to know i've only been around for the last 32 years um so taking some personal responsibility for yourself and for what matters to you and what you talk about and how and whether you are challenging yourself. Um, Another thing that I want to talk about is, uh, you know, how, what that means to be you, to be yourself, um, but better than yourself. So you, but better. Um, It's, it's about what matters to you, what's important to you and so if what matters to you is climate change fuck yes go for fucking climate change like change the world you know like like stand for what you believe in if what matters the most to you is our prison systems or our healthcare system or our judicial system like get out there and get the local political offices to be run by people that you support that that are in support of your beliefs like absolutely a hundred percent go for fight for live and die for what you believe in but don't lose sight of that whatever you're fighting for is for nothing if you are completely miserable like head in the clouds other than what your one sight is on other than your one goal like if you're going to be completely miserable in the process then that's no longer a passion that's like a like a fiery vengeancey like resentful terrible thing that is taking over your life like care about the things that matter to you but don't just regurgitate negative emotions and negative words that you've heard don't just parrot the news whatever side you may be on because that isn't showing that you care or are educated. That is showing that you can repeat words that you've heard um, or images that you've seen. Um, and and it doesn't benefit neither you nor your community. And so in order to be a, a member of a, fun- a functioning member of society, like bring something else to the table other than anger frustration, hatred, um, 
you know, I had this thought earlier about like, and it, it made me literally laugh out loud, world peace, you know, remember like Miss Congeniality, um, that was like the, the best answer for the pageant girls was what, what's your dream? World peace. Yeah, that's hilarious. World peace. Like that doesn't exist. That will never happen. But what else are your dreams? What else are your goals? Is it, you know, to have clean streets to be able to drive down? Is it to be able to walk down a street without inhaling fumes, toxic fumes from brake pads and and cars driving by? Um, Is it to have Jeff Bezos no longer be the at this disparity of this wealth gap, you know, to be so high in the disparity? Um, Is it, you know, to support female-owned businesses? What is your dream? What is your goal? Is your goal veganism? Whatever it is that you care about, fuck yeah, go for it. But don't just regurgitate the news, the unhappy news. And I asked him for some happy news. He just smiled and turned away. Yeah, right? Like, let's... Let's be more than just Fox News or CNN. That is just, it's not helpful. It's not even really relevant to just bring anger in. Um, Okay, so also in this book, she talks about um, mood contagion and how angry moods are so much more contagious than happy moods. Um, Brene Brown talks a lot about, um, I'm not reading it currently, so don't quote me. Um, In one of her books or multiple of her books, she talks about how anxiety is a very contagious um, emotion. And so what are you doing to challenge yourself? What are you doing to better yourself so that you are in a less anxious and or angry state in your home, in your workplace, in your life, in your community, in your world, because that's what your community is, is your world. Um, And so after seven months clean on social media, you know, I'm able to look, step back from social. I'm able to look away um, and and not be so actively participating in the hedonic treadmill. and I'm able to to remember that like I curate my community, whether it's my in-person friends, whether it's my in-person family, my family relationships, my my romantic relationship, my friend group, what I do for sport, what I do for leisure. Like you, we create our world. Our world is the people that we engage with and how we engage with them. So how are you being a better you? Um, I am, so the happiness project I'm listening to on Libby, you know, my free library app that I rave about. Um, And next to my bedside for many months, I've been reading the book, Do Less by Kate Northrup. And it's been on my to read list for like a couple of years. I think Danica Brescia, um, from of model meals and self-care society she definitely mentioned it at some point she like loves kate northrup um and kate northrup loves her girl power and i've been wanting to read it for years and so a couple of months ago i bought it uh and my joke is that of course i'm reading the book about doing less when i'm doing less 
than I feel like I've ever done in my life. I've always done so much. I've always had multiple jobs and seen lots of friends and traveled a lot. And, um, you know, as of COVID times, <laughs> hilarious, amazing that we're still doing this. Um, you know, life has changed. Life has been upended for everyone. And so it's still a year and a half into coronavirus pandemic. Life is different now. Here we are. This is life, so we must accept and, and move forward. Um, it is still hard for me to do less. And so I bought this book even beginning the season of doing less. Um, I think I bought it right around the time that I got off social media. I'm, I'm still just past halfway. I'm maybe, maybe two-thirds of the way through the book. Um, but she just talks about honoring your fucking body and your cycle and your moods. And it is, it's definitely written for women because we, she talks a lot about, uh, your menstrual cycle and in how in each phase of your menstrual cycle, it is very natural to feel one way or another. For example, in the follicular phase, it's best to be starting new projects, brainstorming and planning. Um, during the ovulation, it's best to be connecting and getting out there, collaborating and communicating because this is naturally what your body wants to do. Um, during the luteal phase and the menstrual phase, it's more about you know the detail-oriented work and being a little bit more inward, working on projects by yourself and evaluating, researching and resting um, because that's not when you want to be making big decisions for projects and things like that and, and chatting and, and, and networking and all of that. And so the book is definitely written for women, but I think she says in her second edition, she changed it to include the moon phases and to be writing this book now for everyone because it does impact anybody. We all have, you know, fe some feminine and some masculine in us. You know, we're not, no one is so one dimensional that we are only one way all of the time. Um, and so the corresponding moon phases are the waxing crescent is the time, you know, if you're not cycling for starting things, brainstorming, planning, Ovulation is akin to the full moon, connecting, getting out there, collaborating, communicating. It is like life is in cycles, right? Like seasons are cyclical. We don't always feel like going out and being sociable. We also don't always feel good doing work solo, even if that is your preferred way to work, even if you are an introvert, even if you are a perfectionist, you know? There are different times of the month, of the year, of life that we are in the mood, our body is telling us to honor one way or another, to be one way or another. Um, and life doesn't really work that way. Life doesn't always like let us be that way. And so this combination of this book that I'm reading next to my bed in very small increments at a time, and this book about um, you know, general happiness is like teaching me so much about like what gives me energy, what brings me joy and what is draining to me and what doesn't make me happy. And I have said it so many times before. I haven't said it recently as I have been absent 
for seven months on this break that I so desperately needed. Um, and here I am trying to defend myself. It's like, we decide what we do with our life. You know, we decide what we do with our time. Um, and I think that this pull, part of this pull is like, I've been having these deep and heavy conversations with people and remembering that this podcast is good for me and this way to either inspire others or to remind others or to shine a light for myself and others that like what feels good is right what feels heavy and hard is not always right just because something is hard doesn't mean it's the right thing to do and the same goes for the alternative you know and um so in the happiness project by Gretchen Rubin she talks a lot about how the same advice is maybe not applicable to different people and like sometimes in fact the exact opposite advice is is better for one person than for another and so you know take what i say with a grain of salt where are you in your life where are you in your COVID experience where are you in your pandemic world um, because life has been upended um and so uh, something that i i must touch on soon not today because i'm going to keep it short for y'all you you only get a little taste it's been too long um is like how different the world is going to look from here you know and i if your eyes have been open the world does look very different now than it did two years ago um and you would notice that no matter where you are i think um but i think that it's going to continue to get crazier and crazier um and weirder and weirder and that we should accept that that we are gonna see more family problems we are gonna see more intensity we're gonna see more um you know more hardo-ness more like buck up and deal with it and also more um i am a delicate flower uh where you know, there's both um, more a call for personal responsibility and less a call for personal responsibility. And the family problems are going to be happening as a result of, you know, our lack of ability as a world, as a humanity to deal with this crisis. Um, and, you know, crises happen all the time on different scales, whether it's in your family, um, in your partnership, in your um in your whole society right 9 11 happened and and that was a a whole change a whole ripple effect through new york state and the united states and obviously more than new york state was impacted by that but new york city like i've read this in a million books and heard it in a million interviews of just like and and you know newspaper articles being from New York, not far from New York City, when 9-11 happened, um, you know, people first had a sense of compassion and then a sense of gratitude. And this crisis has brought none of that to us. You know, we are like maybe little stints of people in certain places have more gratitude, but like overall, as a culture, no empathy, no gratitude. Like I don't see that at all. Um, and so I think we're going to start to see more and more anger, shame, resentment, 
And I think we're going to see more trans and gay and different and weird, right? But I think that that is just the direction that we're going. And so how can you, you yourself, be better? What does that look like for you? I don't mean this is the message, this is the political message, and you must follow it, and you must accept, or this is the political message, and you must hate, and be angry, and and reject, and resist. I don't mean either of those. I mean, what does your heart want? What do you think about when you're not watching the news. You know, where does your mind wander to? Where does your heart wander to? What are the things that you care about? How can you make that be part of your life? How can you turn that into a passion? How can you turn that into a hobby? Um, how can you turn that into a conversation and just begin to be interested in it? Maybe it becomes your next chapter. You know, if we all stand up to be better, if we all take a little bit more personal responsibility, personal accountability for ourselves, what would our community instead look like? I think I shall leave you there. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for coming back tonight and listening with me um, and talking with me. I am on a different plane of existence right now. (laughs) I can't recommend the get off social media train enough. Um, it is like so crucial to your mental health. It is so crucial to your health in general. I think we are being impacted by this, um, in so many ways. And I wasn't completely cut off, you know, I, it, it taught me a lot and I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Um, I'm grateful that I have this here that I can just pop right on. And, and I'm so grateful for you guys, um, all the downloads that were, happening you know while I was totally absent uh you have no idea the the impact that that has on me uh I love you guys so much I'm so fucking grateful for you um I'm happy to be here today and I love you I'll see you soon thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode for more information on this episode check out the show notes or find me on instagram at liz without a pillow if you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would please share it screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.